So today I wanted to talk about 10 Club because a few days ago, I think it was Pearl Jam Online's Instagram said check your email for like, you know, new ticket releases, which, you know, when you see something like that, you, you don't believe that it's real. But then like I went over there and like I found my, I found the email and I followed it and I was like, holy shit, like just magically out of nowhere. All of a sudden, there's pit tickets to every Pearl Jam show on the tour. And, like, this is when, like, you know, when I talk about you can't expect anything from them. Or, like, you don't want anything from them. It's like you can never be in a position where you're, like, disappointed. You know, you just have to go with it, ride the wave, and keep it positive. You know, not in, like, a, you know, ridiculous way where you're avoiding reality. But just in a way where you only accept positive things. You know, it's like you don't let yourself spiral into like disappointment and like entitlement and like, you know, like darkness. You know, it's a very slippery slope. It's very steep. It's very slippery. And like as soon as you sometimes sometimes there's wind and it's like, you know, so you got to be careful. But anyway, with Pearl Jam, it's so easy to be positive and just ride the wave and whatever happens, happens. But this email came out of nowhere. And so I again put in for tickets. And, you know, we find out tonight if we get them. And I put in for two tickets to Nashville. And because I didn't get them, you know, earlier. And then the ticket prices and all of that crap. But it's like, you still you, you still trust them and love them no matter what you see and what happens. It's like, I mean, after the, the, the first time tickets went on sale and, you know, I mean, the ticket prices were crazy and everybody was on you know, Instagram and the internet saying how fucked up everything was. I thought they fought Ticketmaster and blah, 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 blah. Like, there are huge, huge, huge things at work here. We're talking about, like, not just, like, the music industry, but, like, the entertainment industry. And then, like, when you get to, like, the industries at that level, they're all connected by people that own them. So it's, like, you're talking about huge systems. And, I mean, like, Eddie talked about this in the early 90s, you know? It's, like, this was his fear, you know? It's, like you know, like this, that how can we, how can we form a resistance strong enough to fight this giant machine, you know, but they did it and they're doing it. But the point is now in 2022, it's, it's complicated, super complicated. And there's so many things going on. So the easiest thing to do is to be positive and trust them and just ride the wave. I mean, you know, right. Anyway, so I find out tonight if I get two tickets to Tennessee, which would be so great. I've seen them there every every time they've been there since I think 2000, and I took my dad one time and it was so great. Um, and so we find out tonight. So I wanted to talk about Ten Club before I find out tonight because Ten Club has just been like you know there's like your family and your friends and like that part of your life, but like Ten Club has been in the sphere of my life for like over 30 years, like. more than most of my life, like almost my entire life, like since I was a preteen, you know, and like, that's very significant. That's very special. It's like, you know, there's tons, tons of music and people and like fan clubs and all this kind of shit. But like when you're a kid and like, you want to be part of something, you know, and then like, you remember like the Burger King kids club, you know, it's like those first things. It's like where you get something that's yours and nobody else can take from you. You know, it's like, well, there was a crown and like a coupon for French fries. Like it was still such a big fucking deal or at least it was then you know so then like when you get to be you know the older you get them and you want to be connected to things you want them to be real things that you're connected to and like you know whatever is 
passed between, you know, the, 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 you know, I guess the fan and whatever it is, um, kind of create like the level of trust, kind of just like in relationships, when you disclose information and you learn to trust each other, you have what, I com- what you have in common, whatever. Anyway, but so many times like the fan club was bullshit, you know, it's like, or it, it, it was not something you wanted to sustain or had to sustain, but it's like, as soon as you found out that I found out that Pearl Jam had a fan club, it's like, you want to be a part of it, you know? But when I was that young, it's like, how can you get organized to like mail a letter to Seattle, like with money that you don't have for, you know, it's just like, it wasn't part of the, the, what was possible at that point, you know? And it took a few years for me to, to get to a point where I was like, fuck yeah, I'll send my $25 to, to 10 club and get my you know and you know acknowledge that i'm part of this you know i want to be as much a part of this as i can be you know and then when the internet came out and that there started to be like websites you know like five horizons and pearl gems website um five horizons wasn't that it yeah it was five horizons and the skyscrape and like you know all that shit was so great um and then like just just 10 club has always been so fucking great like you get like it wasn't just like the record, you know, it was like, I don't know. It's because Pearl Jam was who they were and what they were doing. Like you felt like you had really special access to something very, very special, but it wasn't in kind of like, this makes me a better person way. It's like, I really have access to something special. You know, I'm connected to something. This isn't something that makes me look, you know, I think makes me look better to other people. Um, which is super important. And then through the years, it's like they just tried to do everything they could to do what they could for the fans, you know, protect the fans, love the fans, keep them close, you know, and and respect the love and the attention and the time and the money that the fans have given to Pearl Jam. You know, they really wanted it to be a symbiotic relationship. Um, and it was, and it is. And you know, it's like they made it fun, you know, contests and like, you know, the communication you got from them was, was real, you know, it was so cool. Uh, and so, you know, I was part of 10 club in the early nineties or I guess in the nineties for, you know, I don't know, towards, towards the end, like a few years, you know, once I could get organized, but then I went to college, but then my last laminated card is 1999. So I've been a member, you know, officially they have records since then. And it just it's so great like you get like i don't know if you love pearl jam it's like there's so much every year like sometimes there's you know there's you know you call it a drought i don't know you're just it's just time whatever and then all of a sudden you'll get flooded with all of these opportunities for things and it's like wait a second wait a second you can't even wrap your mind around it you know it's like wait there's there's new albums being released and there's a tour and then like eddie's gonna do something and then there's side projects and like they're you know it's it's so it gets really really exciting really fast um, and I just want to thank 10 club for being so amazing and being so awesome. And like, you know, like just being like something that all of us feel like we could actually like correspond with and connect to and like even ask for things. It's like, you know, I sent them a letter in 2012 saying that, uh, you know, I, you know, I mean, I was all, you know, humble and blah, 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 blah. When you're asking, you know, something great for something. And, you know, I was going to propose to, um, my, my girlfriend uh in 2012 when they were in town and so i wrote him a letter and asked you know if they could play just breathe you know i don't know it's just like one of those things that feels even you know it feels douchey to do i guess i don't know i don't want to ask anything of them but so you know i did it anyway they didn't do it doesn't fucking matter 
Um, and the show was great. And I proposed after and it's hilarious. Um, but you know, it's like 10 club is just so with tickets. It's like, I mean, they've always come through. It's like they, they've always done what they could to give tickets to the fans. And it's like, I couldn't believe how close I got in some of the shows. Like, I mean, and it just, it's like, wow, like you're actually really part of something. And it's not like you're part of another fan club and you go to the show and you're like, that was a great show. It's like, if you get to go to a Pearl Jam show, like your life can change. You know, it's like your emotional, spiritual direction can change, which is like significant. How many other things can you, you know, pay money or, or do that, that, that can really like almost guarantee that unless something really weird happens, you know? Uh, so 10 clubs so awesome and i just love them so much and i'm so grateful for them and thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you regardless of whether i get tickets tonight or not um 10 club is just you know continues to be something that's in my life like daily you know which is really really great and i'm sure it's that way for um you know it should be millions and millions and millions of people um i don't know how many people are in 10 club still but uh that's super cool I also wanted to uh, make a correction. I often talk about the rusted rails, and I've been saying immortality, and it's not an immortality. It's in whipping, which is also in vitology. But it was, and there's just you know, immortality has this like you know, like like train like sound in it. So I think my brain just got confused. But then when I went to go like find it, I found that whipping was like it had disappeared from my iTunes. Like I have I don't know what seven eight thousand Pearl Jam songs. And whipping the original studio version was gone, which is, which is almost scary because like whipping is one of the top ten like hard, you know, fast rock Pearl Jam songs there is. It's like you you have to have whipping in your arsenal, and it was gone. Um, so it was good that I discovered that and I was able to fix that problem. Um, and the rusted rails part is so so fucking important. That whole fucking song is just like like really 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 fast aggressive poetry you know it's like whipping is, is so wonderful um so i took care of that and then i also wanted to apologize for something so i got kind of heated during one of the podcasts and this is also funny i'm assuming people listen to my podcast or i'm just talking to whatever which is fine too because i don't have any expectations of this and i just want to talk about how awesome pearl jam is so that's really funny. So, um, but I did want to apologize for, I said, I said, what did I say? I said, who gives a fuck about, you know, your opinion about music if you're 30 or something like that. I was just really fired up and talking really fast. And, um, you know, and that's, that wasn't true. It's like, I was thinking, I was like projecting more from myself and where I was at 30 versus where I am in my forties, you know, and just how like, you know, like, when you get more life and things have stayed the same, then they have more like not even credibility, but authority. It's like when something stays around for that long, it like, it has authority in life. It can survive, you know? So like Pearl Jam. So, um, and that wasn't, that wasn't cool to say that. I don't want to rub anybody the wrong way. And I'm sure there's tons of people under 30 that, that know shit loads more about music than I do. Um, anyway, and it made me think, of of 1995 so i was i was in let's see i was like in 10th grade and 
I got this job at Baskin Robbins. I had to quit the basketball team to get a job. And it was very close to my house. And so I walked in just, you know, you know, I don't know, probably just get ice cream. And, you know, there's this girl there and she was older than me, like three or four years older than me. And she was super nice. And, you know, I got some ice cream and I sat in there and I ate, ate it. And then like, you know, she was talking to me and then she asked me if I wanted to work there. And, you know, I was looking for a job. So it was just kind of like, you know, and she seemed cool and it seemed cool. And so I said yes to the job. So I said yes to scooping ice cream, which was fucking great. Cause like you get free ice cream. Like I ate so much ice cream for like five years like i know so much about ice cream and i got huge forearms because of it it's fucking hilarious even on top of that okay so it turns out i was a sophomore in high school and she was a freshman at the college close to to where we lived i mean she was a college girl right but it, it was like she was so cool all right and and at, at this point in time like you know like Seattle, I mean, Seattle was huge, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, Kurt had already died, but like, you know, what was left was still very strong and fighting to stay around and real, you know, it's like, so that influence had, you know, was still very, uh, you know, visible in, uh, you know, the college culture. So anyway, what I'm talking about is like, she wore like, you know, like the flowery dress with the Doc Martens, like legit, you know, like, in the moment, like, this is, this was real, you know, this was one of those real people that you might find in Seattle, but she was here, and then she asked me to work there, um, her name was Melissa, so, and, and she became very, very important, not just because of that moment, but, you know, over time and working there, like, she loved Pearl Jam, and I loved Pearl Pearl Jam. And I just got the email. So this will be interesting. Let's do this. I didn't get him. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, see, that's sad. I really thought it would happen. Oh, that's sad. All right. See? It's all good. I'm glad I did that before I found out, and I can't believe I found out. But see, it's still okay. You know? It's like, it's fine. You know? It's like, oh, it's... <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. So this is when I kick in something that, like... Uh, okay, so one of my other passions besides Pearl Jam Ferrari... Einstein, uh, is Titanic. Like I love the Titanic and I read the, the book from like the only firsthand account. Um, this guy, what's his name? Beasley. He, uh, he survived. And like, so he explains like what happens like while he's on the Titanic and while it's sinking, it's like, there is just chaos. Like once people, once the herd of people on the boat realize like what kind of fucked up situation it is, like, just everything just goes insane. Like it's the wild, it's survival. It's, you're not dealing with humans. You're dealing with humans at the edge of death, you know, like on a very small space, just absolutely terrifying all because of a lack of humility from other people. Anyway, 
so he describes how like he didn't know what to do and there were there was there were no there were no boats and there was no like there was no visible way to like you know you know exit but instead of of panicking and like and letting fear creep in he just tried to keep himself calm and remind and just think about like a solution will present itself you know a solution will present itself and like eventually he found his way to like the other side of the boat and then someone actually called him in to fill a space in the boat so it's like you never know what can happen and if you just stay calm and i'm equating the sinking of the titanic to not getting pearl jam tickets and i think that's okay um but anyway it's just a you know it's 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 just like in a ferrari it's like you know when you need more power when things get hard you just you just you just tap the gas a little bit and you're gone you know it's like so anyway so that's great so um you know we'll see what happens anything can happen back to melissa so so she loved pearl jam and i love pearl jam and and so okay so and she also is the one that told me i told her like shit was pretty bad for me in, in in high school emotionally and so i asked her like what is good music for like really like like anger you know and like to get aggression out and she like without it like just without anything it was like nine inch nails i was like really okay so i got some nine inch nails closer had already come out I fucking just fell in love with Nine Inch Nails. Like, the part of me that's, like, beyond where Pearl Jam goes, that's where Nine Inch Nails is. And I love, love, love Trent and Nine Inch Nails. And I've seen them five times. I caught Trent's microphone at one show. Oh, God, they're so good. I mean, Closer makes me, like, Closer just, when it comes on, it just, it's almost like not for you. It's like, all right, who wants to fucking throw down you know it's like so great love it. anyway so she introduced me to nine inch nails which is and they became this huge fucking thing in my life not only did she do that in 1996 when pearl jam was was doing their tour without doing Ticketmaster shows she got me a ticket somehow this this angelic college girl got me a ticket to go see pearl jam and like two years before they were in Atlanta at the Fox and like, there was no chance as like, you know, a a 13 year old that I was going to get tickets to Pearl Jam at the Fox. Like that was beyond my station in life would be so beyond, you know? Um, but it was still cool because we got to listen to the, listen to it on the radio and, and then Eddie did this like radio show afterwards. And, and it was so cool that it was in Atlanta. And then like, it became a historic show. Like the, the 94 Fox show, it just sounds different. It just feels different. It's just fucking amazing. Out of all of the bootlegs and shows we have, like the 94 Fox show is super special, which is really cool. So, but anyway, so I didn't get to go to that. And then like Pearl Jam is huge at this point. It's like just, you know, what I think about, you know, most of the time besides basketball. And she gets me a ticket and I just, it's, there's no way to, to describe it, but it was in Charlotte. And like, you know, so I was like, I was going to be, a, I was, I guess it was a junior. And so I'd never driven anywhere, gone anywhere, done anything like this before, but she got me a ticket. So, which means I had to go to Charlotte and spend the night. <laughs> so it was just kind of like, all right, let's ride this fucking wave. But I was like, so grateful and thankful and just in shock. And like, even to this day, like I still feel the same way about her that I did then just the way I do about Pearl Jam, because things that are like that real and that special, like the time doesn't apply to them. Like the emotional imprint is in the present moment, always in you. So when you access that memory, you're accessing the present moment from that time. If it was real, and it was. 
she was great. I mean, just so amazing. Nine Inch Nails and Pearl Jam from one person. Like, she changed my life. It's like she she enabled me to have a life, basically, because I could I found things that could help me co- cope with life. Um, and that's, that's, you know, super special. So anyway, so, and, but, but she had two tickets. So she had me two tickets. And this is so, so, so I asked my buddy Patrick to go. And so he went with me cause he could drive and we drove to Charlotte to see Pearl Jam, like in, in early October in 1996. And, oh, holy fuck. Like just you know, like you go through life and then you have experiences and they give you feelings, you know, and like that particular experience, like, like when you have like a feeling imprint on your body like that, it sets a bar. So then it's like, if you continue through life, knowing that that's the bar, it's like you, 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 you have to keep going. You definitely go back to that if you can, which means you see Pearl Jam as many times and as much as you can, and you think about them and feel them and do what you can to keep them in your life because they are a good thing. They, 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 they're like part of a web, you know, it's like, and once you connect to it, you connect to everything that's part of their web, which is people and life. And it's just, it's beautiful. So, And so then, you know, I'll talk about the 96 Charlotte show at some other time. It was fucking amazing. Um, And then uh, when Place and Date came out, they actually put a picture of Charlotte in it. And it's a huge picture. It takes up four pages. And for some reason, I got got like three copies of Place and Date. So I pulled them out and I made the full fucking four-page picture from Charlotte 96. So I'm in the crowd of little tiny heads. Like... Just like with the Showbox in 02, like I get a DVD souvenir, mem- you know, memory from Showbox. And then like, I'm in place and date, you know, it's, it's like, it's so fucking amazing, you know? And I uh, found someone's glasses after the show in front of the stage. They were smashed or gold. They're little, if you uh, are looking for them. I, I took those as a souvenir. Um, so yeah, so you just, I don't know. So, yeah, people under 30 can have great opinions of music. Um, so, I'm sorry about that. Moving on, I got my Earthling vinyl. Oh, my God. It's so amazing. It's so amazing. It's so beautiful. The blue and the yellow with the Earthling imprint in the middle. Oh, it's so nice. And just the cover and the book. It's so nice. And I'm, I love that, that it's just like a book. And it has all of the fucking words in it. And it's just it's just wonderful. Um, because Earthling was super special. Earthling was unfucking believable, and I haven't talked about Earthling before, um, but I will at another point in time. So uh, that was hilarious. The Ten Club's awesome, and I love them so much. And thank you for everything that you've done. I also talk about PJ Twenty. I want to talk about PJ Twenty so bad. Like you know, I went. <laughs> it was amazing. I'm like, did I see Dennis Rodman? Did I see Temple of the Dog twice? Did I see Temple of the Dog? Like, did that really happen? Like, so that has to be talked about. Like, I mean, that seems like just like, did it really happen? I don't know. We'll talk about it. Anyway, peace.